0: that's hypothetical, hyperthetical, H Y P E R T H E T I C A L.
1: Hello, world, and welcome back to another episode of Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. I'm very excited for today's episode of Thanks for Coming In. If you have opened Netflix in the past week, you have seen a film right there when you open it called Fear Street 1994, which is based off of the books from R.L. Stein. And of course, there's two more films coming, 1978 and 1666. It's really crazy that they did all of these films back to back to back. It's really cool the way it was done. And I'm going to talk about it today with my guest, Julia Raywald. She plays Kate in 1994, and she's in 1666. Uh, Super, super cool movies. If you haven't watched them yet and you like classic horror films like Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer then you need to tune into this movie. Uh, I flippin' loved it. I thought it was just a blast. I had a great time talking to Julia about the making of these films and about her life as an actor. So here's my conversation with Julia Raywald. Welcome to the show,
2: Julia. Hi, thank you for having me.
1: Thanks for coming on. I uh, I watched Fear Street 1994 the other day, and I freaking loved it. Yay! <laughs> it was so fun. It's like, it was the classic, it felt like Scream, and I know what you did last summer, it really felt like that classic 90s horror film.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think, out of, I think, the, like, classic horror movies, those are the two that I think it really takes energy from. It's so cool. And it's
1: interesting that now there's going to be two more films and the different dynamics of, you know, different times and and time zones and time periods. What was it like to film these three different films?
2: Yeah, it was kind of a crazy process. Um, So I guess we started with 1994 first. Um, So we flew out to Atlanta and did all the 90s stuff. Mm. And then... um, when we were done with the 90s, we actually did 1666 next. Oh, funny. Because um, I think a lot of the cast from 94 overlapped with 66 a little bit more. So they just kept us there for 66. And then they brought in um, the cast members from 1978 who were also in the third one. And okay. it was so it was cool. We got to all meet each other in the middle and do 1666 together. And then uh, those of us from 94 then finished. And then they wrapped up doing a 74 at the end. So it was like bouncing around all the different (laughs) times. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: so cool though. It's so rare to be a part of a franchise that does something like that where they do back to back to back. I mean, most of the times you have years between films.
2: Yeah, no, it it was definitely kind of, crazy to get to do it all in a row. a big few it was like I think six months total I think about yeah but it wow. was nice it was kind of just like go 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 from beginning to end and then it was all done and it was like wow can't believe we <laughs> I did that it
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow and so your character in 1666 how fun was that to to be in a time period that's obviously so long ago. I mean, a lot of the time period stuff right now is based in that Regency era or like the late 1800s, early 1900s. So, what was it like to be all the way back in
2: 1666? Yeah, um, it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. I think the the first thing that we all had to do was we had like dialect coaching to try to like mm. um, speak. In the dialect that they would have been speaking back then, which is like kind of it's not fully British because they'd already moved over and like the British accent had already started to fade. So it was like a weird amalgamation of like different um, phonetics. But once we learned the dialect and started talking in that, it kind of really put us in the zone. Mm-hmm. And then when we got to set and saw that the the village that they built, and I was like, oh, okay. Now it really feels like we're here, we're, like, wearing these, like, thick, like, corseted outfits, we're, like, in the dirt, there's farm animals everywhere. (laughs) Hey, I
1: would have loved that, farm animals everywhere, oh my gosh, that would have been, like, the best. (laughs) Right? Corsets, oh gosh, that must have hurt a little.
2: Yeah, it was, um, I was excited because I was like, you know what, if we're gonna do, like, if we're gonna do a 1600s thing, like, I kind of want my outfit to be as far away from what I wear as possible. So I can like physically feel like I'm in it. And then when I I would just have to get help from the costume department, getting into and out of it every day. Whereas like in 94, I would just go in, dress myself, throw my clothes off at the end of the day and like change and leave. But here I was like, guys, can you help me me,
1: please? I can't breathe, can you help? (laughs) Wow. Um, well, obviously, the first one was a huge hit. And I'm sure the the next ones will be too. But what got you started in this industry? I mean, what was it that made you say, I want to be an actor? I mean, it's such like a, you know, as actors, it's such like a, a commitment, right to say I'm going to be an actor, and then also follow through with it, which is something that a lot of people have a hard time doing. So what was it that made you say, like, I need to do this?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. um, Let's see. So I guess I'd been acting my whole life. Like, as a kid, it was my hobby. It was, like, musical theater and, (laughs) and, like, whatnot. Um, But I, I was also, like, super academic in school. And I come from, like, a family where, like, my dad's, like, a computer programmer and my mom is an attorney, So, like, I don't think any of us really considered pursuing arts as, like, a a realistic path after high school. Yeah. Um, And I don't know what exactly, like, flipped the switch and, like, made me ask if I could. But at some point that happened at the end of high school and my parents were, like, not super into the idea at first. (laughs) Um, But then they eventually came around when they saw, like, our senior – play. And they were like, we think you we like think you can do this, we'll support you. Um, So then I was like, sick. (laughs) um, Then I had to start cramming for all those college auditions, because I think at that point, it became like a very last minute decision to like apply Mm -hmm. to art school. Um, And then I ended up going to NYU, Mm -hmm. which is what brought me out here to New York for the acting program. And then I just have kind of been around here ever since I started auditioning senior year of college and then kind of just still doing all that.
1: <laughs> still doing it. Yeah. That's um, that's interesting. Was was Tish your like first choice or did you um,
2: apply to other places too? I applied to a lot. I can't remember what my which ones I actually what my first choice was. It definitely wasn't. NYU. I actually didn't look into any details about NYU because all I knew about it was that like everybody that was like loved the program, but that it was also super expensive for tuition. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not, I'm just going to apply, but I'm not going to consider it because that's going to be so expensive. <laughs> um, but then when I had my audition, I remember it being the one audition where like I really liked the vibe. Um, it mm. seemed like they had a good energy and like it really just clicked. And then I was like, okay, like actually am I gonna end up liking <laughs> the most expensive option? And then I did. <laughs> and I think it was also like I I really wanted to um move to the city. I'd actually mm-hmm. never been here until I got into NYU and toured campus. But even before I visited I I kind of knew I wanted to Go far away, go to a big city, just, like, jump in and try to, like, do the thing from go yeah. as soon as I graduated high school. Are you
1: from a, a smaller town?
2: Yeah, I'm from, like, a rural suburb, like, 45 minutes outside of Sacramento, California. Okay. Wow.
1: That must have been a big change. Was it a shell shock or were you, like, so young that you were just like, oh, this is fun?
2: Yeah, it was Definitely completely (laughs) different than anything (laughs) I've experienced before. Um, I think it was like only scary to me like the first day when my mom dropped me off at my dorm and then like left and I was like nervous for like an hour when I was sitting alone in my dorm and then I met up with a friend and we hung out and then I that was literally like only (laughs) one hour of that window I was like I'm nervous but then I got over that pretty quickly and just jumped right on into the life right on
1: in. I read that you uh you spent a semester at RADA what was that like how did how was that
2: yeah that was um that actually that program was one of the reasons that I ended up picking NYU because I was like oh I can study abroad in London which is another city that I really wanted to visit so I'm uh glad it worked out and I got into that program because I had to audition (laughs) to get in um But it was a Shakespeare program, and I really, like, have always loved Shakespeare since I was, like, a kid, and I love performing Shakespeare, and I wanted to study abroad, so I was like, this is a perfect fit. Um, So it was, like, a – it was – I was one of my highlights, I think, of college and going to NYU Mm. was that study abroad, um, partially for, like, the travel and the, like, experience and whatnot, but I also really liked the program – um, I feel like it provided a good level of like structure and and like some acting bits and yeah. that I still like use today, which is nice. Mm. Um, and we got to do like some of my f- favorite Shakespeare stuff, so it was nice. Yeah,
1: that's that's always fun. I remember doing a, I think it was *Midsummer Night's Dream* when I was like ten at the Glendale Center Theater in LA. And I played a fairy and I thought it was the best
2: thing (gasps) in the entire world. Yeah, dude, Midsummer was the first Shakespeare uh, play that I read. And that was, I was like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in it.
1: (laughs) You have me, you have me hooked. I'm here. I feel like Shakespeare is also one of those things that like, if you read it as a young child, it's one of those things that makes you want to be an actor. Like, you're just like, oh, this is, this is interesting. This is new. I like this.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and then if you read it in like class, when like the teacher's like, okay, like we can like act out this little bit, and I'm like, <laughs> pick me, pick me! <laughs> wow. So,
1: okay, you finished college at Tish, and then how long until you start um, auditioning? Is it immediate? Do you get representation immediately? What was the the transition for you? I,
2: when was it? I think. was junior year I found representation through um one of like the showcase things we did at school Mm -hmm. so I started auditioning like end of junior year I think into and all of senior year um it was mostly commercial auditions to begin with which was kind of like a nice transition in because they're more low-key. And then, Mm -hmm. so I did a, I did a, my first job was an Ikea commercial, which was, yeah, yeah. You know, just the classic, like a tidying up the room (laughs) and whatnot. Um, And then, yes, that's where I started auditioning in college, which was nice because it kind of made the, post-grad transition like a little less scary like it didn't feel like I was done with school and now I just had to figure it all out I kind Mm -hmm. of like was starting to get a feel for what it was going to be like while I was still in school
1: yeah it is nice I it's interesting I didn't go to college when I was supposed to go to college I'm actually in college now which is hysterical another story but um, I always find it interesting when I talk to actors who did start auditioning in college because I feel like it's such a um a difficult thing to do, especially in acting colleges where the hours are usually super intense. Um, what was that balance like for you? I feel like that's something really um really important to talk to talk about, especially for the young actors listening to the podcast. True.,
2: uh, I think. I luckily had it a little bit easy because um, I started planning, like, my academic schedule. So, like, NYU's program is a little different where you have to do, like, academic classes on top of the acting program. Mm. But I had chosen to get rid of all my last academic classes summer school before senior year. Oh. And I had some AP credits from high school that helped me. um finish up early too. So my I actually graduated a semester early. Wow. So I finished up in December instead of like May. Mm-hmm. And then that fall semester senior year, which was my last semester before I graduated, I was only like a part-time student. So I was only doing my acting classes, mm-hmm. which I think was like 3 days a week. Okay. Um so I, yeah, which is not the normal case. I was just lucky that it worked out for me. So I tried to really, like, slowly work my way out of the structure of college. Um, So I had a lot of time to um, take on, start having, like, a part-time job and also audition. But my teachers also, uh, luckily, were really understanding. And if, like, Mm. I had to leave class to go to an audition I would just have to give them a heads up beforehand because yeah. um, I think I, I was at the film and TV acting studio at that semester and so they were like look this is what we're training you for is to like go out and audition and get jobs so like yeah. if that's what you're leaving class for I'm not gonna say no to that because that's <laughs> that would just defeat the purpose
1: yeah um, Very so they were really there. accommodating yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's good it's good to hear that especially in schools because I know there are schools out there that would be like you can't leave for this um yes. so it's nice to hear that NYU has that that flexibility for actors um so when did Fear Street come along how long after college did did that journey start yes
2: um okay let's see so I was class of 2018 okay um uh and then I had my first, I had a self-tape audition for Fear Street, December of 2018. Wow. And then it was, I think, then I, it was like, I didn't hear back for a while. So I wasn't sure, <laughs> it, I was like, I was like, okay, like usually if I have an audition, I don't hear back for like two weeks. I'm like, okay, not whatever, it's done. Right, cross that one off the list. Then, yeah, right. Then I got an email, I think in like late January that like Lee, our director was going to come to New York and see, uh, have a director session with like the New York people that she wanted to see. Oh, wow. And then we had an audition or a callback, I guess it was with Lee and Carmen Cuba, the casting director. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, then they emailed me the next day that, that I got it.
1: (laughs) Wow. That's so quick.
2: Yeah, it was a little, I was, like, not expecting, I was, like, oh, it's gonna be, like, a grueling process. Yeah. But it was, like, so quick. But I did already, I I did know Lee, um, before. Okay. Um, because I, okay, so now I have to get my timeline straight. Um, (laughs) Fall of 2018, I shot a pilot with Lee, Mm. um, and we both ended up not, like, continuing with the show when it got picked up mm-hmm. but we met shooting that pilot and she was like she was like oh like I uh, would like I'd love to work with you again on like this show or something else and I was like yeah me too and then and she told me that she was like getting ready to work on fear street and I was like that's awesome yeah and then it ended up uh we're, we worked on this one together <laughs>
1: that's amazing not many times does that actually happen when you like talk to somebody about working together again it's like oh yeah let's work together again and then you just kind of like see each other maybe five years down the road and you're like oh hey let's do something
0: right epic that
1: that just happened so (laughs) quickly (laughs) yeah wow that's so cool and then what was did you have any like odd acting jobs in between graduation and then doing fear street
2: um I think I might have had like another commercial or two mm-hmm. I think that maybe I think that was after graduating I can't remember if the commercial related word while I was in school or after <laughs> there's was was. like a couple like small ones yeah um but I was like sure I was like I could use the money to help yeah me pay new york rent yes please
1: (laughs) yes please i need that um yeah and
2: then the pilot that i did with lee was actually the first like non-commercial job that i booked um but then it doesn't feel like a real thing because i never got to see it Mm. and i was a really small part in it too so i was like oh so it, it really was like fear street was the first project that i actually feel like was mine
1: right that's epic um, so on this show, we like to share audition stories that have either gone awry or uh, happy ones with happy endings or sad ones. Uh, do you have any audition stories that you'd like to share with the listeners?
2: Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like, didn't think about this beforehand. And then but then and as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, this is this is an easy story. Like <laughs> the easy, like worst audition I've had ever was, like, a callback, actually, which I don't know how I even got a callback for it. But in college, like, my first audition after I met my first agent was, like, for Hamilton. Oh, my gosh. And it was for um, Eliza and... and the youngest sister. Peggy. Peggy, yes, yes, yes. And I, like, grew up doing musical theater, and, like, I guess I, I would say, like, I have a good, like, I can sing, Mm -hmm. but I haven't, I hadn't sung actively since, like, freshman year of college, I took one musical theater class, so, like, I had not sung in years, and then this callback was, like, it was the, um, it was, like, all, like, (laughs) all the high note riffs, all the, like, (laughs) very vocally demanding songs for these characters and i had three songs that i had to do and i think me and the casting director both knew like halfway through the first song (laughs) that it just (laughs) wasn't gonna happen we both knew we both knew what was going on i was like i can't hit half of these notes but i sadly had to make him sit through the next two songs and i was was like was like can we just we can just stop now but I just was like, oh, let's just do it. And then um, I was like, thank you so much for letting me sing really badly in front of you for the past 10 minutes. <laughs> I'll see myself out now. <laughs> and that was my first like audition ever. And I was like, I think um, maybe I'm gonna go back to uh, focusing on film and TV for the moment. <laughs>
1: oh god that like physically hurts me right right Um, I think I like went to
2: some like pub in Times Square after I was like I need a drink (laughs) 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 but it's like a funny story now I'm like yes I embarrassed myself very badly in front of the casting team for Hamilton but you know what it's fun.
1: Hey, at least you committed to it. You like stayed with it. You were like, I'm going to do all these songs. I'm going to commit to the embarrassment. Thank you very much. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh gosh. That's um that's a good one. I really like that one. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so what's next for you? What's on the table?
2: I'm actually not sure at the moment. I'm like I have nothing lined up as of now. I'm still auditioning and then I have a few scripts that I like need to read through and like see what I want to do. But right now it all seems like, (laughs) who knows? Could be, could be anything. I'm hoping for something. I would love, love to have something lined up coming up. Fingers crossed.
1: (laughs) Fingers crossed. What is, uh, what's like the dream role for you?
2: Mm, Let's see. I, I mean, kind of going back to early, my, a one dream of mine is to like, start doing like, good Shakespeare film adaptations. Mm. Because I feel like we don't have a whole lot of Shakespeare on film that's good (laughs) right I would love to like do some of that someday I also love romantic comedies like I'm a Fred who's Simon in the movie and I we're both like romantic comedy junkies and I think it would just be so fun to do like something that has like kind of like the Nancy Myers vibe the the when Harriet Sally vibe you know like those kinds I would love that
1: yeah. I, rom-coms are the best. I think that the Nora Ephron era of rom-coms was just the best that we have experienced. And I feel like they haven't really made their comeback yet, so uh, let's watch I that. agree.
2: I <laughs> so agree. I think we need to bring back Nancy Meyer, Nora Ephron movies where it's like, there's heart
1: yes. to it,
2: you know? Oh, I like that.
1: Uh, where can people follow you on social media to keep up with all of your things?
2: Yeah, uh, my Instagram is Julie B underscore Maria, and then yeah, that's that's kind of where the only one that I really use for social media.
1: Hey, that's that's good. Using too many of them is just uh, it's a lot. <laughs> I yep. don't know how people do all of them constantly. Like I see that they're posting on TikTok, Twitter facebook instagram like every day and i'm like how do you
2: function could do it be that? me instagram's already overwhelming enough on its own
1: <laughs> i feel you well thank you so much for coming on the show i'm so excited to uh see 1666 and how this trilogy wraps up and i'm excited to see what you do in the future i think you have a great career ahead of you Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks again to Julia for coming on the show and talking with me. If you haven't watched Fear Street 1994, it's on Netflix now. The next one, 1978, drops tomorrow and 1666 comes out July 16th. I know that I will probably be staying up till midnight to watch both of these new films. Um, I just think that they're so fun. I love a good, fun horror movie. Uh, And Julia's great. In, in 1994. And I cannot wait to see her performance in 1666. If you haven't yet, make sure to follow the show on social media. We post really fun IGTVs every Friday from these episodes. So check that out and uh, tune in next week for my conversation with Jacob Hopkins. And until then, have a great day. And as always, thanks for coming in.
0: Anna Sheridan, New York Times best-selling author of Supernatural Horror. Missing for nearly six months now. That's not possible. Is the compass broken, Or did I? Turn to the Given the circumstances of her disappearance, someone with a more vivid imagination might decide she'd pierced the veil, so to speak. Weak radio signal. 700 meters.